You are listening to a message from Southview Church, located right outside of Nashville in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Now here's our featured sermon of the week. So, y'all ready to uh, buckle in? Strap up? Let's go. Turn your Bibles to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23. And I want you to read this particular scripture with me. I have it already in my mind. So you, if you don't have it on the screen, you can. If you don't you know, want to read it on the screen, you can do it. It said, may the God of peace, may he sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. There are three things here. There are three parts to your being. The first part to your being is what? Oh, y'all can talk to me, uh, Southview. Spirit. Second part of your being is what? Third part of your being is what? Now, I gave you guys a little bit of paper here, and you can write that on your paper. Turn this side up and write spirit, soul, and body on there. That'd be great. The first part of your being is your spirit. This is where you get your spiritual heritage. It's where you were created from. The second part of your spirit, I mean, your, uh, your being is your soul. It's your spirit. It's your soul. And then the third part is your body. Your soul is where your personality lies. Your personality is broken up into three parts. Those three parts are what? There are your mind, emotions, and your will. Three parts. Three parts to your being, which is what? Spirit. Say it with me. Spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is where you get your spiritual heritage. It's where every last one of you have come from. You've come from the spirit of God. This is who you are. You are a spirit being that lives in a physical body. You're not a, just a physical body. You are a spirit being that lives in a physical body. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the If you're present with the Lord, then your body is in the, in the dirt where it came from. Guess what? Your body is not who you are. Your spirit is who you are. And because your spirit is who you are, guess what? You need to understand how to function in your spirit, man. Got to learn how to function. Because if you don't function in your spirit, man, man, we're going to have a bunch of chaos in this world. Your body, side note, your body is the temple. It's where you live. Some of you got a lighter temple than mine. Some of your temples are brown. Some of your temples are white. Some of your temples are black. Red and yellow. They are Jesus. We all have different color temples. That's where your physical heritage comes from. 
You have a spiritual heritage and you have a physical heritage. Your physical heritage is good. Why? Because God created you in your physical body. Your physical body has a need. But before that, there is a spiritual heritage. God created you in the spirit realm. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Where? In your spirit, not in your Everybody's body is dirty. It's dirt. The Bible says that. You're created from, your body is created from the dust of the ground. We're fighting over dirt. <laughs> fighting over dirt. Whose dirt is better than your dirt? My dirt better than your dirt. Your dirt a little darker than my dirt, but your dirt is dirt. You're fighting over dirt. Y'all can laugh. It's okay. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. But I want you to know something. The Bible says this about this fight. We are focusing on the wrong fight. We are focusing on the outward man, when the Bible says the outward man is perishing day by day, but the inward man is being renewed. The inward man is where we need to start this fight, not the outward man, because the outward man is not where God is focused when it comes to who you are. You and I are beautiful people. Let me give you this little tidbit real quick. I don't look at July 4th the same way you look at July 4th if you are white American. Did you know that? Did you know that? I didn't know that. It's okay. Now watch this. July 4th, 1776, where were my people? They were still where? being enslaved. But July 1776, where were your people? They were celebrating freedom. So watch this. So that's, that's one of the reasons I'm so excited to share Juneteenth. Because we have a celebration as well. You have one, and we have one. All God's children have one. It's all good. It's all good, but let me show you how we can even celebrate together as the body of Christ because we got so much ununited states of America. We don't have, we, listen, this is the worst that has ever been when it comes to division in this country, in the history of this country, even through the civil rights movement. The worst that has been. But we are focusing on the wrong thing. I have some volunteers that want to come up real quick. I'm going to show you why it's so bad and why the focus is off. And these volunteers are going to help 
with my illustration because I think illustration gives you a real picture of what's happening in this world today. I need one of you guys to come on this side. Don't be shaking hands. Y'all can be shaking hands in a minute. Okay, I need you to come to the front right here. Stand right there for me. You stand right there. You come on over. You right here. Don't turn around, guys. You come on over. You right here. Right there. Okay. As the famous poet Michael Jackson said, <laughs> I got that black and white. I wish I could sing. Dang. I can't sing at all. Shamon. Right here. He represents a different culture than he does. He represents a brown tone culture. He represents a, a lighter hued tone culture. They look at each other, face each other, please. Here's where we are in the United States today. You don't like me and I don't like you because we're fighting for rights that are just not valid in the kingdom of God. Black man fights to get, black man, all good. Black man fights against the white man. White man fights against the black man. You know, white lives matter. Black lives matter. And we're focused on the wrong thing. You look at it, and the more you focus on it, the more energy he gives to his culture, and the more energy he gives to his culture, guess what happens? The more division happens in this country. But this is not the battle. This is the physical heritage right here. This is physical. But let me show you another part. This is where the battle begins. You hold that up, please. Two hands. Hold this up, please. Two hands. Watch this. Before there's physical, there is spiritual. We live in a spiritual world first and a physical world second. The spiritual world 100% always influences the physical world. When you look at things from a physical standpoint only, you will lose the battle when it comes to race relations because you will never see eye to eye when it comes to black and white issues. You may have some common ground, but you will never see eye to eye when it comes to black and white. We will always be divided. Republicans versus Democrats. Blacks versus whites, this versus that. When you only look at it from a physical standpoint, your physical heritage, you will lose every time. But when you start looking at what the real battle is, what happens with the real battle is the, the spiritual influences the physical. Say it with me one time. Don't be ashamed. It's okay to say it. This is church folk. Say it. I hate Black people. I hate black people. Mm. You felt that one, didn't you? Now you said, I hate white people. I hate white people. If you only look at the surface, 
of the black and white hate, guess what you're only going to do? You're going to continue to spread the hate between one another. But what you're not doing is you're not seeing what's behind those statements. This demonic force gets behind this, come on over, good, gets behind this guy, and he speaks to this guy and says, I hate black people. I hate black people. Say to him, I hate black people. I hate black people. And the spirit uses him to use that message to vocalize to him his hate towards him as a black person. Now watch this. And now she says, I hate white people. I hate white people. Spiritually speaking, what happens is this spirit influences this person. And this person gets the message from the spiritual realm, from demonic realm, and then passes it on to the physical realm. And then he says, I hate white people. I hate white people. And what we do is we focus on the black and white issue, and we don't focus on the real issue, which is these demonic forces coming up and saying to you that this is the issue, and the issue becomes black and white, not demonic and spiritual. And when you don't focus on the real battle, when it is the real battle, the battle is not, the Bible says, against flesh and blood. It's not against black and white. It's against principalities and powers that are influences the black and white. And what they do is they send messages to the black and white, and then they move out of the way and let us kill one another. Because what we do is we focus on my political right as a black person, my political right as a white person. And we forget in the background, they're laughing at us. They're looking at us saying, go ahead, speak, brother, speak, speak your truth. Not the truth. Speak your truth. And what happens in the meantime, the demonic never has to do any more than what he does is energize your physical heritage to start speaking against one another. And what happens in those instances is you start focusing on your physical heritage instead of your spiritual heritage. Your spiritual heritage is, is don't, don't shoot me when I say this. Your spiritual heritage is much more important than your physical heritage. What we do is we leave, especially the church today, what we do is we leave out the spiritual heritage and we focus on our physical heritage and we say, I have my rights to carry my gun. I have my rights to do whatever I need to do. I have my rights to do this. Forget your rights. You are a king's kid. You belong to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And what God wants you to do is focus on his rights, not your rights. But what we do is we focus on the natural and not the spiritual. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Why do I do that? Because we are such a divided nation. Somebody got to say it. Somebody got to start speaking. Somebody got to start dealing with the reality that we are going to die 
dysfunctional if we don't do what we need to do spiritually first. How did Rome die? They died from the inside out, not the outside in. They died from moral and spiritual corruption. That corruption caused the greatest power on the earth to plummet from the inside out. And that's what's happening to this country today because of moral and spiritual dysfunction first in the body of Christ. Starts right here. Starts with you. Starts with me. Starts with the church. The church has the problem. The world's going to do what the world's going to do. The world is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. But when the world starts influencing the church, we got a problem. And so the kingdom of God influencing the church, we got the world influencing the church, and the church has a problem because the world wants to look like the world and call itself holy. It's not holy. Sad. This is the state of the United States or the ununited States of America that we live in today. Do we have those pictures? Let me show you a picture. This is, you know, I'm celebrating Juneteenth. First picture. This is a picture of my great, great grandfather. His name is Bose Fitzgerald. He was born April the 2nd, 1867. A couple of years after the Emancipation Proclamation was put into effect. Bose Fitzgerald, my great-great-grandpapa. Beautiful thing, right? That's my lineage right there. That's why I can celebrate. Next picture. This is a picture of my great-great-grandmother, Patty Wimbush Fitzgerald. Patty Wimbush, ain't no African-American, Patty Wimbush. Y'all know she was in the slave trade. <laughs> Patty Wimbush. Patty Wimbush Fitzgerald. Her father, my great 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 grandfather, was sold into slavery between the ages of nine years old and 12 years old. Nine and 12 for $300. $300. Now, why am I sharing this with you? Because we can. We need to. Now, here's, here's a couple of reactions that I, I'll get that, that are ungodly, that I want you to know that are ungodly. When we or when I start talking about my spiritual heritage and my physical heritage as an African-American, it can make white people feel uncomfortable. It can make you feel guilty, and it can make you feel ashamed, because when you, when you mention the name of slavery and slave trade and your heritage, it, there is a certain amount of guilt that you can feel. That's not my objective. 
My objective is not to make you feel guilty or shame. My objective is to help you to understand before there was physical slavery, there is spiritual slavery. And spiritual slavery doesn't start with physical man. It starts with Satan. Satan is the one who perpetuates bondage. God is the one who perpetuates freedom. Satan can use anybody he wants to, and God can use anybody he wants to. This is nothing new. This has been around since the beginning of time. When Adam and Eve fell into sin, guess what came along with that fall? Slavery. Satan introduced slavery to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden way before you and I were born. So slavery has its infancy in the beginning with Adam and Eve. But God himself said, okay, I don't like the fact that my people are enslaved. And you look at the scriptures, you can see see the children of Israel, they were enslaved for how many years? 400 years. This is nothing new. And God sent a guy by the name of Moses to do what? liberation this is nothing new in the bible it shouldn't be new for us but it is it took us 400 years to get juneteenth 400 but that's okay it's fine what i want you to understand is freedom first begins in the spirit realm and not the physical realm Let me show you another scripture, Matthew chapter 16. This is where it comes from. It's where it comes from, Matthew chapter 16. I won't read my uh, phone, I'll just read it here. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? Who do people? Curious question. Jesus knew who he was, but he wanted to get your opinion. But who you think I am? Here's the thing, he didn't care. He just wanted to know, he just wanted you to know. He didn't care who you thought he was. He just wanted you to know who he was. Next verse. And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. All of them were wrong. Everybody got their own opinions. Keep going. What does it say? And he said to them, but who do you say? He went from the crowd to them. Who do you say I am? Now, here comes Peter. Peter Cottontail. What he says? Okay, here, here he goes. Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Keep going. What does it say? And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. Watch this. Division in the camp. Who do people say I am? 
Some people saying this, some people saying that, some people saying this, some people saying that. Who do you say I am? And then he said, okay, I'm going to bring it home to you. Who do you say I am? And then here's the key to the answer right here. It's right here. Here's how we deal with racism in America right here. Here it is. Here's what he said. And I tell you, no, 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 go back, go back. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Now watch this. Flesh and blood didn't reveal to them who he was. Your answers don't matter. My answers don't matter. Flesh and blood answers don't matter. But he tapped into the spiritual world. And when he tapped into the spiritual world, what happened was the God of all flesh revealed to Peter the truth of who Jesus was. And and when, when Peter heard the truth of who Jesus was, guess what happened? Peter only repeated what the what he heard the father say our issue is we want to repeat what we think we should say instead of repeating what God says God is the one who gives the answers to our issues today Peter was the one who asked him Jesus asked the question to Peter Peter got the answer from heaven not earth and when Peter got the answer from heaven he only spoke what heaven said and when he spoke what heaven said guess what Jesus said, you got it, buddy. You got it. That's it. Our answer to racism, our answer to sexism, our answer to elitism is not what flesh and blood says. Our answer to that is what God says. Our answer is for us to get on our knees and hear what God says and allow God to give us the answer so that we can only speak what he speaks. Because if we speak what we want to speak, we're going to be divided. We have to speak what he speaks. And when we speak what he speaks, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Peter sat down before God and got the answer that he needed. But Peter also sprung a leak. He sprung a leak. That lets you know you can be in church all day long for years. You can hear the word of God. Jesus can be sitting right beside you. You can have visitations from Jesus and you still can spring a leak. You still can mess it up. Let's go on down to verse 23. I'm I'm just going to just give you the answer. Let's go to 23. This is what Jesus said when when Peter tried to answer the question again. Peter, in his 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 spontaneous self, you know, was he, he got pumped up, got a little prideful, you know. I got the answer from God myself, so I must be in there with God. I got I got that answer. So he decides I'm gonna speak up one more time to give some more answers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, but this time he's gonna speak out of his physical heritage and not his spiritual heritage. He's going to speak from the flesh and not from hearing what God has to say. He's going to speak what he wants to say and not what God says. And this is what Jesus said. But he turned and said to Peter, 
get thee behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. Oh, my gosh. One minute, Peter's on his knees praying and gets the answer from the Holy Spirit. He speaks what the Holy Spirit says, and everything is all good. The next minute, he doesn't get on his knees. He stands up in his pride, and he starts speaking. He speaks out of his physical heritage, and Jesus, like he encouraged him in the, uh, uh, the, the verses prior, Jesus had to rebuke him Amen. for what he had to say. Because yeah. Jesus knew he spoke out of his flesh, and not, he did not hear from what God had to say. You look at that verse and you think Jesus is speaking to Peter. Jesus is not speaking to Peter. He's speaking to the spirit that is influencing Peter. And he tells the spirit, not Peter, get thee behind me. Our focus is off. We are worrying about our political affiliation rather than the kingdom of God. We are worried about our physical heritage rather than our spiritual heritage. I said, no, I ain't doing that. Okay, okay, okay. Go home today. How many of your folks going to say, why do we have to celebrate Juneteenth? Will your spiritual heritage step up or will your physical heritage step up? Will you start speaking from the spirit of God or will you start speaking from your physical heritage? It's not to make you feel bad. The Bible says this in the book of Proverbs. Open rebuke is better than hidden love. Now, I sprung some leaks, y'all. I sprung a bunch of leaks. When my man, George Floyd, got killed, man, I sprung some leaks. I had problems. I was listening to my physical heritage. I was listening to what, like Peter did, I wasn't on my knees saying, God, what's the answer? I was in my flesh saying, man, I got the answer. I don't like this. This is not good. This is bad. Why did I do that? Because I, listen, and this is not bad, I gave preeminence of my physical man rather than preeminence to my spiritual man. When Jesus was accused and called all kinds of names, Jesus himself at the cross said absolutely nothing. Man, when George Floyd got killed, I wanted to scream. This, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you my own story. I sprung a, lump, a, a leak. I got mad. I, I, I had the temptation. The spirit, the spirit behind me was saying, yeah, don't like white people. Yeah, just, just 
kill them. Yeah, just, just be an yeah, angry black man. Yeah, just do all that stuff. But then the Holy Spirit was behind me saying, now, still small voice. Sometimes I don't want to talk at all. Sometimes I just want to just, just, just be quiet. Just let, just let me have my little pity party. Let me, let me say what I want to say. So he's saying in his still small voice, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. And then Galatians chapter 5 starts happening. The fight against the flesh and the spirit. You ain't got to raise your hand, but I know y'all be y'all leaking too. Y'all got y'all spring some leaks sometimes. We all spring them leaks. We just spring leaks, y'all. We just just admit it. Say yes, I. My name is Daryl, and I spring a leak. <laughs> Go on, admit it. Just just admit it. Once you admit it, guess guess what? It's okay. It's a, it's it's all right. Yeah, hey, it's we good. We good. Y'all still my light skinned cousins. We all have these issues. But that's why Jesus came to die for our sin, because we can't do it on our own. Jesus loved Peter. That's why he rebuked him. And Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom of God to Peter. That's why he rebuked him. And Jesus said, Peter. Take this and go. That's why he had to rebuke Peter. Because he wanted the gospel of the kingdom to be preached to all nations. Black folks, if you're a little sensitive, get over it. White folks, if you're a little sensitive, get over it. Because guess what? Every last one of us is going to have to answer to Jesus as to what we did with this one day. You're not going to look at your head and say, well, you know, my people came from Ireland and they rode the boat to America and that was our country. And Jesus is going to say, you know, the whole earth belongs to me. We, Black people are going to say, well, Jesus, well, they brought us from Africa where we lived. And we were there, and they took us from our homeland. And they took us out, and they made us slaves. And Jesus is going to say, well, I wasn't made a slave for many. What am I saying? All of us. Every last one of us, every one of us is going to have to answer for the decisions we make spiritually. And there is no getting out of it. None. Why? John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, not black people just believing in him, not white people, brown people, whosoever, 
Jesus is not prejudiced. He likes everybody. He died for everybody. And he wants everybody to share in his spiritual heritage. Why? Because he loves us all. He loves us so much, he died for us. He died that we may have life and life more abundantly. Satan, in the book of Corinthians, the Bible says this about him. His job is to blind the minds of believers and unbelievers so that they will not hear the glorious gospel of Christ. He uses racial tension to blind us from the truth so that we won't understand the truth behind the war that we're in. We fight not against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and powers. Against the rulers of this world. The God of this world is Satan. He is the God of this world. And he doesn't care who he uses. Or what he uses. To kill, steal, and destroy yours and my life. What he wants to do. His mission statement in life. Is to bring all of us down. Is to kill us all. But God's mission statement is found in John 10, 10, like Satan's mission statement is. Jesus' mission statement is to give life and life more abundantly. Satan's mission statement is to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, I'm going to tell you this, and I'll be done, because I know they're going to come out and start playing the piano. Here's the deal. Will you listen to the voice of the Spirit of God when it comes to you making your spiritual heritage the priority of your life? Not Western Christianity. Your spiritual heritage in Christ. What Jesus says. What he does. Not your, listen, because this is, it's, it's a black power movement happening in the world today among black people. They're going back to their roots. They're going back, well, I say they, I'm, we are going back to our roots. We're looking at spiritism in a, in a way that we've never looked at it before. We're denying Western Christianity like we've never done before. And we're, we're opening doors to a spiritual world that is going to bring bondage to the African-American community like never before. All because we won't listen to the one who gave us life. We need help. And the help starts with Jesus. No one else. Not your political, physical, or any other heritage. It's your spiritual heritage in Christ. Because he is the one who gives life to all. He brings life to all of us. So, Father, I pray, Jesus, that you will help us to look to our spiritual heritage for life and godliness and not our physical heritage alone. Thank you for making us who we are physically, but thank you for remaking who we are spiritually. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. 
And thank you for making us new in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Southview Church. Southview Church is a non-denominational, multicultural, multi-generational, Holy Spirit-filled and led community. We believe that who the Son sets free is truly free. If you would like to connect with us further, check us out at southview.cc and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.